What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Husband and Wife Talk Podcast. My name's Corey. I'm Alex. Hello, wife. Hello. How, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. We are talking with Megan Cozzolino today. Megan is the creator of Lazy Wellness Coach. She is a 300-hour certified yoga teacher. You can find her all over Brooklyn and Manhattan teaching classes and at corporate offices. She is also a master retreat coordinator, <laughs> and she does both personal and seasonal retreats. What Welcome, up? Megan. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, guys. Alex has been wanting to get, down here, uh, get you here for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Ever since the podcast. First, ever since the first uh, retreat that you did. Yeah. yeah so, like, oh my God, we have to get her on. So I'm glad we made it work. I yeah. know you're super busy, so thank you well, for taking sorry, the time. Well, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's like puzzle pieces getting us yes. here, but... Yeah. Scheduling. We were just <clears throat> saying, you know, li- I live life by the Google Calendar and the Google yeah. Drive. <laughs> so if it's not there, it doesn't exist. Yeah. So. Yeah. So Megan and I met through a mutual friend of ours, um, Emily, who was on this podcast. Yes. And she said, a friend of mine is doing a yoga retreat and she needs a chef. Are you interested? And I was like, fuck yeah. So um, yeah, cooked for your first ever yoga retreat, which mm-hmm. was an honor and very exciting. And then... You asked me to do another one, and we're doing another one. Now we're a team. You're sucked in. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. So how did you get into uh, how did you get into yoga? How did you start oh, kind of doing this whole? This was thing? one of those questions. I was like, "This is a long it's fine. story." Yeah, go that's for okay. it. Um, so I've told it so many times that I have like my Cliff's Notes version. Okay, ready? <laughs> um, so I used to work in energy efficiency and green building, sustainability, all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm originally from Jersey, but I uh, moved out to Boulder, Colorado, right so after cool. school. Got into the green building scene out there. Um, was was doing pretty well, you cool. know. Was working for the city of Boulder, managing energy efficiency policy and programs. Um, you know, very typical like nine to five, local government kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, was there for I was in Boulder in total for seven years, and it was the first six years I was like obsessed with. I was like Miss Boulder, Colorado, like <laughs> obsessed with the place. Um, you know, I felt like I kind of knew everybody in town. Um, my career was doing great. I had yeah. bought a house at like 24, Whoa, like I was like dude. checking all those boxes. Yeah. And then, um, I think I, I was about 27 when, um, I was single for the first time, like, well, my whole twenties really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd been single for a little while and it was just kind of like started to get bored. I was kind of like, all right, like I have a house, I have this great career, like I have all the friends, you know, kind of like. Like, am I just what's, staying here forever? Yeah, like, was this next? the plan? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. And so I decided to kind of like pull it all apart <laughs> and yeah. go travel for a little while and then come to New York, right? Kind of a return home because I'm from Jersey. My sure. family's nearby. So I was like, all right, like, let's go back. I was kind of getting sick of the whole like perfect <laughs> Boulder, Colorado <laughs> scene. Right. Um, I wanted that like like East Coast grit again, like a little, like a rainy day and like somebody to be pissed off. Like every yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> my sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. yeah like, come on. It's not, it's not that good. Um, so my travels through Europe were really meant to just be like a break, right? I had some money from selling a condo. Um, I had no job that I needed to like take time away from. I had no mortgage or rent to pay. So I was like, cool. Let me like take this once in a lifetime, probably opportunity and just travel a little bit. And so I did. And, 
like like surprise surprise it became like this very eat pray love kind of trip for me you know like <laughs> that's um, awesome and uh while i was out there i you know you get you get pretty tired traveling like that mm-hmm. for a while and it was my first time doing it so there was a moment where i was just kind of like exhausted like you're constantly trying to find like the next place to stay the next place to eat and i just really wanted to just like be somewhere for a while mm-hmm. so um i had remembered a former colleague of mine had done a yoga retreat, like a surf and yoga retreat in Costa Rica when she was like going through a divorce. And so I remember sitting in this hotel in Spain and being like, ah, oh, yoga retreats, like that's a thing people do, right? Like <laughs> maybe there's one around me here in Spain. Like, of course there's like 500. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I had only done yoga like as like an exercise thing, like back yeah. in Colorado. I had never really gotten into it. In, right. Like, the whole, the whole world and the whole kind of uh, the, the, the bigger picture of it. Right. So anyway, long story short, I found one. It was really close by, um, just like stars aligned, right? I I ended up at this retreat like two days later. Um, What I hadn't realized uh, initially was that they had just opened. So I ended up being pretty much the only guest for that whole week that I was there. And they were kind of like practicing on me, you know? And so I got like, um, you know, life coaching sessions, which I never would have like paid for, but they were offered for free because he just like wanted to kind of like flex that muscle a little bit um i got like one-on-one yoga it was basically like a personalized retreat like the owner it was just me and the owners and like we were eating all our meals together i was like and i was like like stressed about budget so i was like i'm getting every penny out of this so i participated in every single thing that they were like gonna offer me and it was just me and them um and so you know like as you might imagine one week and my life was like changed forever yeah. and i never felt that good in my body Whoa. i never felt that good in my mind and the biggest thing for me was that i went into it thinking like i'm fine like i have no problems i have this all figured out and then quickly <laughs> quickly realized like actually i'm like riddled with anxiety i had been having panic attacks yeah. like previous to leaving boulder um, I had always had like digestion problems and I oh, was wow. going through a lot of like acne problems, like in my late twenties having like cystic acne. Whoa. Um, and just like all these things that I had kind of just accepted to be as normal because a lot of people in our right. culture, we do, we're like, we're all tired. Mm. We all hate getting up and going to work. We all like, <clears throat> you know, have bad digestion yeah. or, you know, like whatever. We're all just like slugging through it. And having this feeling for the first time, maybe in my whole life, I was like, it doesn't have to be this way. Like, holy shit, you know? Right. And so that's when I was like, I literally had this like, like light bulb moment, like shot up in bed at 4 a.m. one night when I wasn't sleeping at the retreat. It was one of my last nights there. And it was like, I, I need to help other people feel this way. Like, oh, I just wow. need to like somehow, you know? Um, so my initial thoughts were like to become a health coach Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, I, I made my way back to New York after a little bit more like traveling and reflection mm-hmm. and kind of trying on this new lifestyle of mine for size. I made it back to New York and was just terrified and broke. Yeah. <laughs> Gone well beyond my budget traveling. And um, Sounds like it was worth it though. Oh, it was way <laughs> worth it. I mean, I always say when I think about like the debt and all of that, like yeah. the money I spent and the money I could have saved. Sure. I'm like, well, that was like better than like a master's, you know, like, or it was my master's yeah, basically. Yeah, it's for like, sure. It's basically like I have like a really big school loan, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, but it was just like life was my education and like well worth it. I wouldn't, totally. I wouldn't change a thing, like yeah. a moment of it, even like the hardest, worst moments I wouldn't change. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so I got a job doing energy efficiency when I got to New York because I just was like, get your shit together. Right. What are you thinking? Right. Yoga? Yeah, well, yeah, like, yeah, who yeah. are you? You know? Yeah. And so, but that lasted like literally a month and a half. I fell quickly into depression. My body was physically like revolting. Like oh, I woke wow. up and couldn't move one day. My mm. back was in spasm. Um, and that's when I just was like, okay, I don't know what, but not this. Yeah, because you were how old at that time? At this time, I was twenty eight, maybe twenty nine. A twenty eight year old's back should not be spasming. Yeah, and I was like relatively fit. Like again, I had never been like that into wellness and fitness, but I was like, you know, healthy ish. Yeah. Um, Wow. And so yeah, so that was I. I I left that job promptly. I took a job waitressing for a little while. Mm Um, they actually fired me, which was weird. <laughs> like they had no reason. I'm like a pretty good waitress. Like it was, it was very much just like, like go to the next thing kind of push yeah. for me. Yeah. And so what I thought was crazy was the day that I quit that office job uh-huh. was the day that the studio in Barcelona that I had gone to while I was there traveling, um, sent out a newsletter announcing their first ever yoga teacher training. And so when I got that, literally I sat down after telling my boss that I was leaving and I left that day. I never went back because I wasn't there long enough to like warrant like, sure, needing like to wrap kind of, things up yeah. and yeah. have that much work. And um, I sat down after having that conversation with my boss and the email came through. And wow. I was like, okay, universe, I see you. I see but you. like, I just quit my job. Like, <laughs> how, how can I just you? like go back to Europe? Like, that just sounds too indulgent. That just sounds too out there. I was very like, this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, get in your box and like, like it. Stay you know? in your lane, bro. Yeah. Exactly. And so long story short, my mom actually really wanted me to do the yoga teacher training. She ended up um, offering to lend me the money. And just, like, the waitressing job let me go. Like, it just was, like, one thing after another was, like, pushing me. And I was yeah. like, fine. <laughs> I'll go to Spain. I'll do yoga for the month. Like, yeah. why am I resisting this awesome, yeah, totally. like, opportunity? So I did. Um, shortly after that, I, I moved further south to go back to that same retreat. Um, they had offered me a job. So I Whoa. stayed in Spain for a while, worked at the retreat. That was where I kind of got my legs teaching oh my yoga. Gosh. They had me leading workshops and meditation. So I just dove right into such an amazing, such an amazing educational opportunity. And because we had had that really um, kind of intimate experience with me and the owners and that, that first time I went to the retreat, I was kind of like their little protege. Like Mm -hmm. I was kind of under their wing. Um, And so it was really just getting coached on like how to be a coach. kind of. Yeah. Um, So I did that for a while. um, And eventually, you know, visas get complicated eventually you're like i kind of want to go home so i came back to new york Mm -hmm. tried it again i was like new approach not going to an office this time (laughs) you know and so it's been actually coming up right on the anniversary it was right around the holidays that i came back um and that would have been like the the new year 2014 to 2015 so uh what is that four years now it's been me just like yeah you know, the hustle, oh, yeah. like slugging through, like trying to build it, getting classes, getting oh, clients, yeah. blah, 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 starting yeah. retreats, um, eventually letting go of like day jobs and safety debts and <laughs> yeah. all of that good stuff. And here I am yeah. talking to you guys yeah. today. So it must have been really challenging to let go of that safety net. Yep. Like what kind of thoughts or internal dialogue did you have yeah. when making the decision? Like this was my favorite I'm question done. because, um, wow, like. Just like I could almost cry, like thinking about that time. It was so hard. And I think for me, the hardest part of it was, and I, you know, this is still something I I struggle with, like in just in general, um, is just like 
you know, we build these self identities for ourselves. You know, we see ourselves a certain way and we think like, this is who I am. Like, how could I be anything mm-hmm. different than what I thought I am this whole time? Right. Um, and so I remember really distinctly this one day sitting in my little tiny first apartment here in Brooklyn with my mom. And it was one of those things where we talked for so long that I remember it got really dark in the apartment and we didn't turn the lights on because we were just like so in it yeah. until finally we're like, this is weird. We're sitting in the dark, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but we just like talked it through. And what I realized was that it was like old Megan, like the former me was like judging the shit oh, out yeah. of this new person that I wanted to be and was yeah. still kind of like, <clears throat> like get in, get in your box, get in line, like who the hell do you think you are? Yeah. Like nobody gets to do this. Like everybody gets a job and gets on the freaking subway and goes in every day and comes back and just like do it, you know? Yeah. And um, I was like, who am I to like get to go back to Europe? And like, <laughs> I was like, maybe I should just do a teacher training here. Kind of again, thinking it was yeah. just like overindulgent. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was really just like wrapping my head around that self identity of like, maybe being something different and being open and, you know, and we'll get to like talking about anxiety, but folks that, that deal with anxiety, there's a, there's a real need to, to know like how something's going to unfold and have a plan. And so everything, yeah, everything (laughs) was like planned out, you know, up until this point, like I had planned my travels. I mean, I had left some room because obviously you can't go to Europe for a couple months and like (laughs) think you're going to like plan exactly. But that's where a lot of anxiety came from for that. And then coming into like, okay, I'm going to go to teacher training. And then I was like, and then what, you know what? And I was like, oh my God, like, what am I going to make it as a yoga teacher in New York City? Like, who the hell am I? And, um, so that was, that was a huge struggle for me too, was just like, like jumping into the unknown. And I mean, my biggest lesson is just learning to trust yeah. and learning to just like know that like whatever comes next, I will figure it out. Like something, whatever's <laughs> running this place, this universe or whatever you believe in, like has got my back and like, mm-hmm. it's going to be okay one yeah. way or another, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was just terrifying. It's definitely it scary. Yeah. Jumping is hard. Jumping I can, is hard. I can with <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a point where you ever thought about, well, maybe maybe I need to go back to that nine to five or that safety net? Yeah. Um, or were you just in there, Spain? Like I made the friggin' right decision. Gosh, it is so hard. You know, once yeah. you're once you leave that box, you yeah. know. And I, what I realized, what I felt when I took that job in downtown Manhattan, like doing the energy efficiency work again, it was like I had like. I had like grown outside the box and I was like literally trying to jam myself back into it, yeah. you know, and it was like painful, like literally painful yeah. in my body. Interesting. Yeah. And, it's weird. um, and I still, you know, you still, you still feel that I still really like, like resonate with that kind of imagery almost. Right. And, um, I would say that there's definitely, there definitely were points where I was like, Oh my God, maybe I need to just get a job, but it wasn't like that initial time. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause things were kind of unfolding well for me at the beginning. It was yeah. like, cool. Yoga teacher training, like, kind of have a plan for a month yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. and then towards the end of that month when I started getting anxious about what's next the retreat offered me the job so I was like okay I don't have yeah. to figure that out. I don't have to go back to New York because that yeah. was terrifying to me yeah and then when I was um deciding it was time to leave Spain I actually wasn't going to come to New York because again it was so intimidated by like so, trying to make it here you know yeah so I was going to go to my mom's in pen in like middle of like this was the worst plan I've ever had middle of nowhere <laughs> Pennsylvania like live with my mom <laughs> and just like try to build my business there it was like 
by the time I my, by the time my plane landed back in the U.S., I was already like, oh, I'll probably just stay in Brooklyn with my sister because my yeah. sister was here at that point. Uh, okay. Um. So so fast forwarding a little bit, the times that I had those thoughts were more like a year after getting back to mm. New York when I had been like trying to make it work and it wasn't sticking and yeah. it was just like and people were lending me money and I was like. I swear, guys, I'm going to make this happen. Like, thank you for believing in me. And I just was, like, feeling kind of worthless, you know, feeling like people were watching me and, like, I wasn't, like, holding up my end of this bargain, kind of. Yeah. Um, And so I still resisted. Like, I, I, I thought back to, like, how painful that time was. Again, it was such a short amount of time at that job in downtown Manhattan, but mentally and physically painful, that I just was so afraid to go back there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and like, literally, like, depression, you yeah. know? I mean, it was a really bad time. So um, I resisted it at all costs, but I did think about it um, more from a, how are other people seeing this Interesting. perspective? You know, yeah. more from a, oh, like, this person probably thinks I should just go get a freaking job, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I got, but fuck I other figured people it out, though, you know? Too. I know. It's like, <laughs> I got, but again, when so people are, when people that. are supporting uh, you, totally, totally. you're like, oh, I should just do what they want yeah, me to do, probably. I get it. Yeah. But I figured it out. I got waitressing jobs. Like, I got yeah. side yeah. jobs. I worked at the front desk at my yoga studio. Yeah. I mean, there were some very totally. lean times and, like, like, forever grateful to my sister, who, you know. Yeah. I mean, she's just... She's just been a huge support and yeah. very judgment-free the whole way. That's great. Um, it's good to have siblings that yeah. support Ugh, you. Yeah. So, um, so that was. I mean, she was. She was a huge help. My mom. I mean, everybody. I'm lucky to have parents that were never like, "What are you doing?" You know. Yeah. Um. Really lucky. And yeah. so uh, everybody kind of had my back and yeah. kind of let me work my way through it. That's until great. I was finally, like, hey guys, I can pay rent by myself this yeah. month. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's nice. I'm gonna start yeah. paying you back. You know. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's how our parent, both of our parents are yeah. like super supportive. So much yeah. patience. Just do your and thing. Just, and yeah, yeah. Like belief in us. Yeah. Like, totally. Me, like not everybody gets that. No, we're really I'm, yeah, very lucky. Yeah. yeah. Very lucky. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of ups and downs to working for yourself or being a teacher. Like we had, yeah. we talk about all the time, like, oh, it would be so nice if I had a paid vacation oh or yeah. something. So what do you think is the... Because you've been in both worlds. What is the best and the worst part about yeah. working for yourself? Yeah. I mean, and that's so true. I mean, the thought of like a steady paycheck is like, I just could take a nap right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, I feel so nice to yeah. just have that security. But, you know, and I think the thing is, it's like, it's just everybody's making a choice. You know, and a lot of people are like, oh, I wish I could do what you do. I'm like, well, you can. Yeah. But it's a trade-off. I say that you know? shit all the And time. it's totally fine. There's not a better the or a worse. You know, no, everybody's different. different. And if and if you're somebody that, like, just sleeps better at night because you get the paycheck and you have the health insurance mm-hmm. and you have the paid vacation, good for you. You know, the trade-off for me was the freedom. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, my number one goal was just, yeah. like, like, get me out of these shackles, yeah, basically. Yeah, totally. Um, the hardest thing for me beyond the financial like struggle of mm-hmm. it all is um, just the like total lack of structure, you know, yeah. um, needing to really be super self-disciplined, which oh, I'm yeah. kind of not. Um, and I like fake it, I think, really well. Um, sure. But you have to really build that in for yourself yeah. and figuring out your schedule, right? Like we've talked a little bit about this because I've always been a night person mm-hmm. and our culture is very like, 
you know, early bird gets the worm. You in know, yoga like, culture, yoga culture especially. Oh my gosh, like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. classes. I'm like, oh my God. And I taught them because for a while you'd take whatever yeah, classes for you sure. could get. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, I sleep till 10, you know? And I'm like, that's my schedule. Oh, yeah. And being able to, to do that, but still being able to like get yourself up have the meditation and journaling morning routine that I want to have. Right. When I had a day job, yeah. I I was much more disciplined with those things. Yeah. You know, I would get up because I had to be somewhere at a certain time. Sure. Now I'm like, I'd like to make it to class at noon, but I don't have to make it to class at noon. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'll stay in bed. Maybe I'll meditate. You know, like oh, man. the things that I know. <laughs> that is in my head. <laughs> yeah. The things that I know are good for me. Yeah. Um, meal prepping, eating, just eating. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the things you know that you need to do to just keep the engine running literally yeah. is like yeah. hard because you don't have, you don't really, I mean, obviously you have to be certain places or certain times because mm-hmm. we are teaching classes and blah, blah, blah. But um, but yeah, like, like having so much freedom that you can, it's a balance of being able to take advantage and be like, well, I can sleep in. And that's kind of part of why I did this for myself, mm-hmm. but also like, but I want to get up and I want to practice and I want to yeah. spend some time like writing or whatever it is. You right. Know? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I constantly have those choices and yeah. those, that thoughts of like, well, I don't have to teach yeah. until three. Yeah. So I could go take a dance class. Totally. I, I could sleep in. Like, And honestly, it's, how it's easy it is to, to sub a class out too. Yeah. And you're just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't do that. I really, yeah. I'm very like stickler about like, yes. you know, like committed to these classes. Yeah. It's important that I show up because I want my students to show yeah. up and yeah. that but kind of thing. But do you ever thing. have that little But yeah, like, I mean, I you're sleep. like, Because eh. <laughs> eh. people are always, there's yeah. always people to take the classes. Oh, yeah. so there's always people that are looking to pick up classes. So mm. it's so easy um but yeah just being able to to kind of call it in yeah, when you, you want could. to um, yeah i do, do envy that you want. i do envy that about like you <laughs> have mean, you could do that too your deadlines might get pushed <laughs> back a little bit well, but if i don't could... work oh i have my own projects like i'm my own project manager so like yeah. if i don't do it it just doesn't get done well <laughs> you same know? here yeah you know exactly. i mean that's just it we're we are all our yeah. own project managers and there's consequences to yeah. subbing yeah. the class or to not meditating yeah. yeah and we know that but it's still yeah. so easy yeah. to just be like a uh, snooze button you know totally totally yeah so, yeah, yeah. I, have, I have i'm a slow roll out of bed in the morning oh I'm yeah like, <laughs> oh yeah i mean i'm just i just stay up till like two like yeah. that's just my bedtime now yeah. and i'm just I'm just rolling with that lately. So I'm just like, that's my right. function. You yeah. Know? yeah. Cool. Oh, um, what, uh, what motivates you to continue to teach? What's like the driving force behind you yeah. wanting to do it? Cause you, how many classes regularly do you Oof. teach a week? Like I haven't 15? counted in a while. Yeah. About 15, yeah. give or take. Damn. And then, yeah. And then there's like corporates and like mm-hmm. whatever other things that I cook up for myself that week. <laughs> um, Gosh, the I mean, the people like kind of sure. like such a cliche answer, yeah. but like yeah. I was really thinking about this lately because um, one of my like my home studio and my studios that I've been going to forever is closing, and um, I mean, which is sad, obviously for the community, but I was thinking about it selfishly from like the financial aspect that I'm kind of glad I don't fully rely on that studio. For yeah, my income for sure because I'm somebody that I teach at a bunch of different places mm-hmm. and not every teacher yoga teachers like that a lot of people are like kind of all eggs in one basket mm-hmm. and I have most of my eggs in one basket so it's still kind of scary <laughs> right but um but I was thinking about it and I'm kind of 
for a long time I've been like very like, oh, I'd like to kind of whittle it down and only teach it like one or two studios. It just kind of feels like neater to me in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. But as I've been kind of thinking about that with this one place closing, um, I realized that like I wouldn't want to leave any of those communities. Mm-hmm. I would be so sad to not sure. see, right. you know, like some of my regular peeps that mm-hmm. I've been hanging out with for years now, yeah. you know, and I know they're going to be there on Wednesday night and I know they're going to be there on Saturday morning. Yeah. And, um, and, and for, especially, you know, thinking about retreats yeah. and being able to the kind of like, audience. yeah, like, like people coming from all those different neighborhoods and different communities and each studio has its own, uh, kind of style and yeah. kind of vibe about it, that being able to kind of pull from all totally. of that. So we're not all coming from the same place. And that's what I love the most about our retreats is like really bringing people together yeah. who might not otherwise come together. Um, and so, yeah, so really being able to kind of be part of so many different communities and, and ultimately like people's lives, yeah. you know, being able to know th- that many people, um, and having just that wide of a network, that's cool. um, of people that like you just, you have good conversations with, you learn from, you network with, I right. mean, all, I mean, that's what I realized like with my travels and with the work that I do and with all the work I hope to do, like that's what it all comes down to, right? It's just like yeah, connecting with other humans yeah. and that's really everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I've learned. Um, you know, like Brené Brown talks a lot about that, right? Like at the end of the day, literally everything that all of us do mm-hmm. is for human connection. For sure. Everything. Yeah. That's what we crave as human beings. That's yeah. what we're here for. Um, and so, I mean, I think, yeah, like you can kind of put any kind of filter on that in the, in the yoga teaching world, but like, that's what it comes yeah. back to for that's, me yeah. is, yeah. is just like people. That's yeah. great. I, just I love people. that. I totally agree. I love yeah. that. Um, um, I want to take a left turn. Yeah. Do it. Um, so when you first started teaching, you got a job working at a resort. Yeah. And I'd love to in hear Spain. a little bit. Oh, sorry. Oh, the other the one. Other one the other one, St. Kitts. St. Kitts. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear about that because... Mm-hmm. That was an incredible experience. It was an incredible experience. <laughs> and then you got the rug pulled out from under you, essentially. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's like a so whole other podcast, like that story. But yeah. We, we can we can I'll nutshell it cliff as best notes. I can. Yeah. <laughs> we can cliff notes and then come back to it. Yeah. But it seems like, for me at least, thinking about like what dream jobs would be, it'd be like Ugh. highest point. And this then is amazing. And then down. Yes. Yeah. And and it's, it's great. Like, I haven't really told that story. This is one of my like writing projects that I've been like slowly, yeah. like painstakingly working on. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so what Alex is talking about was, um, exactly two years ago. So I would have just literally just, well, I would have been there. It was January that Mm -hmm. I was there. I got back at the end of January. So I was there exactly two years ago and, you know, Facebook memories and all that keeps reminding me. Um, literally like I look at those photos and I still can't believe how insanely gorgeous this place was. Um, it was in St. Kitts. Uh, which is an island in the Caribbean, which I didn't know existed until about two weeks before I arrived (laughs) on the island. And so how this happened was, you know, I was at one of those low points where I was kind of like thinking like, maybe I should just get a fucking job. Like, what am I doing? People are, people are like really supporting me. And like, I felt like I was letting people down kind of. Right. Right. And um, so I had this like night where I was up late on Craigslist looking for jobs slept a little bit late that day, woke up hopeful because I had found some, some cool leads yeah. and you know, universe, thank you. Um, <laughs> my former boss actually, um, here in Brooklyn, she had a friend of a friend of a friend, you know, posted on Facebook. She like forwarded this chain along to me. Somebody had posted that they were looking for a yoga and meditation instructor in St. Kitts at this fancy pants resort. <laughs> um, it was 
incredible like literally i thought it was a scam because yeah, i was just like this looked is like way scam. too good to be true but i was like i'm gonna you know i'm gonna check it out quickly got on a skype call uh with the hr lady we like instantly connected blah 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 it was, is it a it u.s was, virgin island or is it not a virgin island it's like, it's in, um it's not a u.s virgin island it's british it's a british okay, island cool. yeah yeah has definitely like british history sure 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 um and uh i mean from the get-go it was like pulling teeth just getting there right talking to the owner talking to the manager that was great but then there's like a board involved in the decision making Mm -hmm. and here i am trying to figure out if i should try to because i'm broke right so i'm like should i pick up all the classes that people are putting up for grabs over the christmas holiday or do i tell my studios that i'm leaving for a month you know and i I was like waiting to find out if i'm even going Mm. and if i'm going like my life is a fantasy. <laughs> and if I'm not, then I'm like buckle down and work harder. Sure, sure, sure. And so anyway, again, long story short, I end up going. I left the day after Christmas. It was a total whirlwind. Um, and I get there and it was just like mind blowing, like gorgeous, like beautiful little villas on the side of a volcano in the jungle. <laughs> like I wake up to the scene of like the Caribbean and this like Nevis, which is the, it's like, kind of partner island like right out my you know, my view through my my big like the whole wall of my villa like opened up in front Jesus. of my bed and actually the that same that same gigantic door when it closed the curtain for that door was a movie screen so i had this like, episode a movie is brought theater. to you by saint kitts like it just i mean it was incredible i mean it really was yeah. i just was like pinching myself for the, that first week or two i just i like I couldn't. And I actually, it was to the point where I felt like a total asshole posting on Instagram. Because yeah. I just was like, sorry, not sorry. Like, this is my yeah, life right now. And what happened was me and the the manager, he was brand new too. He had arrived like two weeks before I had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this was a new resort. They were kind of trying to get their shit together. So they like hired a new hotel management company. They hired a new guy. Um, a lot of the staff like had just come. It was just, it was kind of a messy situation I walked into. Sure. Um, but him and I connected immediately and he had seen my resume, right, with all of the previous, like, the energy efficiency experience. So mm-hmm. I was kind of, like, obviously, like, I'm, like, legit, like, concrete, like, worker. Totally. Um, and our first in-person meeting, he was like, look, I didn't want to, like, ask you this until I got you here. But mm-hmm. basically, I want you to stay as long as you'll stay. I want you to build the wellness program. I, he was like, I know nothing about yoga or wellness. So literally all up do to you. you do whatever you want. Let me know <laughs> what amazing. you need. Build it how you see fit. Build it so you can either pass it on to somebody else and they can run it or build it so you can run it because I'd love you to stay as long as you're willing to stay. Amazing. And I was like, okay. did I just move to the crib? Like what the <laughs> fuck just happened in my life right now? And the same conversation, my manager likened our resort to Dirty Dancing. And I was like, done. I'm done. I'm here. <laughs> he was like, you remember Dirty Dancing? Like basically we need to like keep these people entertained. Like we need to give them activities, figure out like volleyball on the beach, yeah. yoga, meditation, hikes like figure out how to hike this volcano you know just whatever yeah and um i was like done because it's similar to what i had done at the retreat in spain i love calendaring things i love scheduling programming similar to our retreats i just love putting a schedule together and figuring out like what might people want to do and and how can we like enhance this experience and get into the culture of the the island a little bit right um so anyway, so I mean, I was just walking on a cloud. It was just totally ridiculous. And more awesome people I was meeting, like really interesting people. This was a fancy like $1,000 a night kind of place. Yeah. So 
really interesting people. Totally, yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, so just getting back to that human connection. Because what I had lost before I left for the island was I was trying to make like an online business work. And so I was really living in my laptop. Yeah. And I hadn't really noticed it. Um, but I, I had gotten kind of depressed again. Sure. And when I got to the island and I was not on the computer, I was not on the phone, and I was like with people in person right, again. Right. Yeah. And I was like, Oh Yeah. This is this is me. This is what I need, you know? Totally. And so, um so yeah, so quick turn of events. So I'm planning on like staying. Um, at this point, I'm thinking I just moved accidentally to the Caribbean <laughs> and my life, like my life was just made. Cause this is also a resort that like my manager thought in his experience of yeah. however many years of opening resorts in the Caribbean, he's like, this is potentially the most beautiful resort in the wow. world. So the fact that I could have been the wellness director for this place as it came up, like done career made, like right. no more struggle. And I was like, finally, all that work is paying off, yeah. you know? Um, my mom had given me a magnet that Christmas at, for, like with the quote about like the butterfly or the caterpillar turning into the <clears> butterfly. <throat> and I was like, I made it. I'm, I'm the butterfly, butterfly now. <laughs> and, um, and anyway, so quickly that came crashing down as the reality of, you know, the board needing to approve this position, mm-hmm. the visa and it being illegal for me to stay there longer than a month that I was <sighs> supposed to. And the politics of the behind the scenes of the resort coming mm-hmm. out in a nasty, nasty way. Um, and one guy who, I don't know what was going on with him, but decided he did not like me. Um, I think I, I maybe like stepped on his toes a little bit. And, yeah. and unfortunately for me, it was his say was pretty strong at the mm-hmm. resort. So um, I didn't stand a chance yeah. at that point. And, but I didn't know this until it was about a week before I left. So I'm still waiting to figure out, am I staying? Am I going? Should I keep working? Because at this point, I had been working as if I was going to stay. Yeah. Right. You know, I was contracted just to teach yoga and meditation. Right. But immediately, so I started I started running the wellness. Pro- I started building. I started connecting with all the other people that do all the other things in the resort to see how right. can we incorporate the farm because yeah. there was a sustainable farm. How can we incorporate the beach, like all these other things. So I, and I was loving it. I was working my tail off and I was loving it. And then I was like, I should be hanging out by the pool. Why am I working so hard if I'm going home in a week, you know? And so I ended up coming home at the end of the month as originally scheduled. And I had already told all my yoga studios, I wasn't coming coming back back. and any work that I, and I had put everything else on hold. I stopped writing my blog. I stopped trying to get coaching clients. Um, I thought, I was there, you know, yeah. and so I came home, empty bank account, no job, no, in- like just. But she had to go, I rough. mean, she had to go try it. So what happened? It was incredible. I mean, I w- again, yeah. wouldn't change a thing, a yeah. moment of it. I mean. Was the, was the letdown incredible. from that pretty hard? Um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of that slow burn, you know, it yeah. was really teetering on that edge. And again, talk about like that anxiety and that needing to know yeah. what's going to happen. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I had like a note in my phone that was literally like a list of stuff my sister needed to bring me when she visited because I <laughs> thought I wasn't going home. I was like, yeah. bring my popcorn maker, please. You know? <laughs> um, but then I was packing up and, and cry, literally crying, yeah. you know, as I left. Um, and um, gosh, it was, yeah, it was rough. And yeah. I came home, culture shock, like, whoa. Um, yeah. And just... You know, and, and, you know, like the way we all are, I know you guys are the same, just like that ambition in you and that, that need to like immediately get your shit together again. And 
some of my good friends were like, give yourself a moment here. Yeah. You know, like that was a lot. And I was like, I'm fine. I need an income. Yeah. And ultimately it took me a while, you yeah. know, so I did take a little time, but not intentionally. Yeah. Um, but good, I mean, it, it shook me up because yeah. before I left, I wasn't in a good place either, you know? So it was exactly what I needed. It was like a really condensed, intense lesson, <laughs> you know? And it was exactly what I needed. Yeah. That manager ended up being hugely instrumental. He became such a mentor and a friend to me over yeah. that month. And he really saw something in me, yeah. which is why he wanted me to stay. Um, but when we found out I wasn't staying, we had some great conversations where he kind of helped me figure out like my next steps. And yeah. he was like, you're, you're an in-person person. He was like, I know mm -hmm. you want to do this online thing. I know you want to be able to travel and kind of connect with people online wherever you are, but you're an in-person person. And like, I hate to break it to you, but like, that's <laughs> how you're best. You know, yeah. you need yeah. to be like meeting people like, like that, like that touch, you know? That's cool. And I was like, fine. Okay. You're right. You know? <laughs> and so I came home and I really, I really took that to heart. And I really yeah. like started just with my friends, catching up with people and meeting up with people and just being like, let's be together yeah. you know, yeah. physically. Totally. And then that, that grew into teaching classes and you know, just slowly building it all yeah. up again. And yeah. so I, I kind of became a full-time yoga teacher almost by accident because it was just the thing I could do to make money. I was like, let me just take all the classes I can get. Yeah. Um, and I kind of let go of the online coaching idea for a while because it was just so hard to get a client that I was like, I know I can teach classes and I know what that income is. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the <laughs> wow. the rise and fall wow. of St. Kitts. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was rough, Dang. but it was so good at the same time. Yeah. Made for some really nice photos that I'll have oh. forever. So. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, okay, taking another left turn. Yeah. You mentioned that you have anxiety and that oh, you struggle yeah. with anxiety. Mm -hmm. So if you want to briefly share about that and yeah. maybe share some tools and tricks you have from love to from dealing with yeah it. yeah yeah and so this is kind of the core right of everything that i do because this was kind of the core of my own struggle of my own journey um and you know it was one of those things kind of going back to my life in boulder mm -hmm. and that not feeling great in my body you know not feeling great in my mind like all around just not feeling great sure but taking it all as normal right mm -hmm. thinking this is how everybody yeah. feels. Everybody struggles to fall asleep. Everybody wakes up tired. Everybody drags themselves to the office. Everybody, like, has a rough digestion. Let's totally. Look at that, yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, just, yeah, I mean, everybody has a beer or two every night. Yeah, You totally. know, like, whatever. It was just, especially Boulder culture. You're drinking a lot of microbrews out there. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Um, but just, yeah, just struggling to just sit still. Always to-do lists, to-do lists, to-do lists. People will be like, oh, like, let's go for a hike this weekend. I was like, I have so much to do. Errands to run. What errands are you running? You know? And I'm like, I have to go to Target to buy more things, to store all the things in my apartment. Like, just just busy work, right? Yeah. And so, um, thought it was all normal. Um, wasn't great, but just, it was, it, I was like, this is me. This is yeah. who I am. Again, self-identity comes into yeah. play. And so, it was when I started pulling that all apart in Boulder uh, when I was getting ready to sell my condo, right? My home, literally my home. Um, when I was getting ready to leave my super secure, great job, um, and leave all my friends, leave this familiar place, mm -hmm. this life that I had built for myself and literally like go into the unknown, um, panic attacks yeah. ensued. And like, I, I 
couldn't even really i don't know if you guys had like a full-on panic attack Mm -hmm. but the most terrifying experience Mm -hmm. like i've ever had um just takes took me down physically mentally um and it's so common when you're having a panic attack to think that you're having a heart attack a lot of people go to the er and think they're Mm. like dying because they're having a panic attack but you don't know what it is and you're just like my bot something's happening and i'm not okay and it's bad um, and so the first one I ever had, um, was really induced by a, a bad hangover, which was unfortunately a common part of my life out yeah. in Boulder. <laughs> Wasn't taking great care of myself. And, um, so I just thought it was like the worst and weirdest hangover I'd ever had. Um, but you know, nausea, dizziness, um, mentally just thinking like, what the fuck, you yeah. know, <laughs> my, I remember the scariest point was when my hands and my arms went numb. Yeah. And then I was like. I was poisoned. I'm going to oh die alone gosh. in my condo. Like it's Jeez. over. You know, I mean, your mind just That's takes you. Yeah. Your mind just takes you to the worst possible place. And it literally just, it just keeps getting worse because then you're like, it's, you just build on it mm-hmm. and you can just go deeper and deeper and deeper. And so, um, that was the first kind of official one. Um, I had several more after that kind of kept going And what I realized, the more I learned about it and the more I became familiar with these symptoms and finally identified that it was a panic attack was that I had had smaller ones previously. And I just, you know, you just kind of write them off as like a little dizziness, maybe a little blood sugar, uh, intense nervousness. Um, It becomes a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy where you become afraid of anxiety, afraid Mm -hmm. of fear itself. Um, where you're like, I'm sitting in a meeting and I'm like, what if I have a panic attack right now? Holy yeah. shit, what will I do? And you start yeah. to formulate like an exit plan or an escape strategy. And you're like, who's the person that I can tell like that I need to excuse myself, you know, and who like, where do I go? And right. what do I, whatever. And so, um, you know, I, the thing is I was going through this and meanwhile, still unraveling my life, you know, right. still went to Europe while I was dealing with this. Um, and this was the first time I learned about like meditation, which right. I had previously considered a total waste of time <laughs> and total garbage. Yeah. Um, but I would try to just sit for five minutes and sometimes just sitting alone would spin me right into a panic attack and I'd yeah. pop a Xanax and I'd call into work right. and I would go to sleep on my couch, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, I just kept, kept trying, kept practicing mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just having a prescription for Xanax and having like a half of a pill on me at all times became just the security blanket that I needed. Yeah. I ended up not needing to take the pill that often, yeah. but knowing I had it with me again, kind of countered that self-fulfilling prophecy of like, you know, you can really build yourself into a panic attack yeah. in your head when you're like, I'm not okay. I'm really hungry. It's really hot out here. <laughs> I'm going to faint. Oh, it's going to be embarrassing. And you go right into it. It's so interesting uh, that you mentioned the Xanax because I've listened to a couple of different podcasts on sleep and one of the, one of the like lead doctors for the uh, Navy SEALs was brought in to do sleep therapy Mm -hmm. for these like high performing people that are making high consequential decisions in combat. Yeah. And uh, he said all these guys were drinking every night and taking Xanax Mm -hmm. and Xanax essentially, if you don't know anything about sleep architecture is the equivalent of getting hit over the head with a baseball bat because it just knocks you out, but you don't get, the all Swelling. these chemical <laughs> yeah. right yeah exactly but you don't get all these like 
all the chemical things that need to happen in right. your brain for truly True like sleep. restful yeah, rest. sleep. Mm-hmm. So that may have been also yep. fueling. Oh, yeah, it doesn't anxiety. make it doesn't help. Right, for I mean, sure. It, makes, it knocks you out. It feels amazing. I'll yeah, say that. totally. And you're like, oh god, sleeping so great, yeah. but you're not getting that rest. Great for on a plane. Yeah, great. Maybe for not on a plane. every night. <laughs> great as a last resort. 100%, you know, I'll yeah. say that. I have clients yeah. now who are asking me about should I get the medication, and I'm like, yeah, security blanket. Do it's it. good yeah, to have it. You sure. might not need to take it, yeah. knowing you have it. And um and yeah, in those in those dire moments, yeah. take Go it. Go for it. Yeah. Go for it. But. One, there's there's really bad long-term yeah. side effects of taking Xanax. So, like, please, anybody listening, like, this is not your solution. Yeah, yeah. This totally. is not your long-term solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good to have as you build those those healthier habits in and as they become part of your lifestyle. And so I'll talk a little bit about what those healthier habits are, right, yeah. that I would recommend to, to start kind of building in. And, and a lot of it is just mindfulness. Just, just stop fucking moving you know (laughs) just sit still and a lot of people think okay i have to sit with my legs crossed and meditate and you know like like ohm or whatever it is um and no like you don't need to do that at all if that's not your cup of tea um you don't need to do that but mindfulness is like an all the time everyday practice right Mm -hmm. where we have so many opportunities to to just pause yeah. And especially with our phones these days, we we fill all those extra moments, not extra moments, all those moments that could be super useful. Yeah. We think the most productive way to spend them is grab our phones, double totally. check whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're stopping and standing at the stoplight, we grab our phone, you know? We're yeah. waiting in line, we grab our phone. Yeah, totally. Um, laying in bed, beginning of the day, end of the day, or on our phone. And... It's just building that space in and being able to be with yourself yeah. and, and start to observe what's going on in your body and in your head, you know, yeah. um, where do you go? What are the thoughts that pull you out of the present moment? And for me and for a lot of people with anxiety, it's that anticipating and that needing to plan and needing to kind of run through how is it yeah. going to go. Totally. Um, and there's, of course, there's like a very healthy amount of planning that goes into all of our lives. We need mm-hmm. to plan. We need to know how we're going to pay, pay rent and, and, you know, we can even, you know, go into like the envisioning and kind of manifesting side of that, that kind of daydreaming and like, and, and picturing how we want something to go can be a really healthy practice. Yeah. But there's like a, there's kind of a, a clinging to that, that happens too. And then we get stuck to, it needs to go this way. And we get really anxious when it starts to stray from that plan, you know, Mm -hmm. and not leaving any space for the unknown. I mean, if you look back, I mean, I've obviously talked a little bit about it, but just looking back at like the last four or five years of my life, if I'd stuck to the plan, I'd be in an office right now. It would have never met you. You know, I would probably be like, okay, but like not really happy and kind of like a zombie a little bit, you know? (laughs) And, um, yeah, it's been scary. It's been like a roller coaster to say the least. But like for the most part, I've like been here for it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think yeah. that's just it. It's like a lot of people just kind of go through the motions and yeah. think like I have to just keep moving. <clears throat> and that's why a lot of people really like like higher intensity workouts and faster vinyasa classes because people like to keep moving. It's easier yeah. to keep moving. You mm-hmm. think you're you think it's harder in a way because you're like, I'm really working out. I'm guilty of that at times. Um, but what's harder is sitting still, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I love yin yoga and even restorative yoga where you're forced to just sit and it might be uncomfortable and it might be challenging, but it's a great opportunity to get to know yourself and 
and notice where you go. You know, yeah. our fight or flight mode kicks in. Mm-hmm. And are you a fighter? Are you a fleer? Yeah. Um, or there's the third option, um, which is like freeze, if we're talking like fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and that's where I like to explain. It's where we take that kind of victim mode yeah. where we're like, I'm not really in control here, mm-hmm. right? And that's where a lot of people will be like, you know, I have to work this job. I yep. can't quit this job. You know, I have to stay in this relationship. I have to do like, yeah. no, everything is a choice. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> yep. Like you are choosing that. Yes, there's consequences to changing your mind, but you're choosing the consequences of what you're currently doing. You're not the victim here. Speaking of, speaking of relationships, sorry, I want to, I want to, I want to move on to, uh, what are some, or the biggest lessons that you've learned from any relationship past or present? (laughs) If you have any like, and I'll I'll tag on that a little bit. Do you ever notice your like stress or anxiety gets in the way of relationship? Because I know that I've had moments where, I'm like stressed to the max yeah. and I notice that I'm like snapping at him or not being as present in the moment with yeah, him. Totally. Yeah. Actually really great example. Um, and I'll say like my boyfriend is amazing yep. and like I, something that's so different about the relationship I'm in now versus like the relationships I was in in my like twenties, um, was just that like true ability to like talk to each other about this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i mean it's so important totally so i mean that's everything really um and so you know i can i can say to him like hey i'm i'm feeling anxious you know whatever whatever and he's he's there for it he doesn't necessarily know what to to do like what i need but he's there for it you know and that's really the most important thing and um i didn't really have that the the thing is to to be fair to my previous boyfriends a lot of the reason that I didn't have that in my previous relationships was that I couldn't identify what was mm. going on. I didn't know like I was having anxiety. Yeah. I was having a panic attack. Yeah. I was struggling with that control. And so right. a lot of my previous relationships, sorry guys, I was like really trying to control everything yeah. and they kind of fell victim to that a little bit. Sure. Um, and I mean, you know, there goes both ways. Like yeah. there were things on both sides that didn't work out, but yeah. The relationship I'm in now, I'm in a much better place. He's in a much better place. Um, but a great example of where my anxiety pretty recently came into play was we went on vacation just a couple weeks ago. And um, I know, and kind of going back a little bit to just like the the things that help kind of quell anxiety. Yeah, I know like I need to feed myself well. I mm-hmm. need to rest well. Um I just, yeah, I need to kind of like be okay in my body and be taking care of myself. And of course there's some leeway, like I don't need to be like crazy about it. But so there was this um, one morning where we had this like big day ahead of us. I knew that basically there wasn't going to be like food that I really wanted to eat available for most of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we woke up and I thought I was going to have the morning to, to like take care of like eat breakfast, have a moment to like drink coffee and like like, yeah. like take care of myself, like build my foundation for yeah. the day, if you will. And, um, and that didn't happen. We kind of like immediately went to a bar. It was 9am and we're at a bar <laughs> and I was like, okay, um, cool. But like, 
where am I going to get food that's not <laughs> bar food? And like, I just, I need, I was like, so I kind of spun into some anxiety there because I just was like knowing what was ahead of me for that day, yeah. knowing that I was going to be a little outside my comfort zone the rest of the time. I was really anxious about not just getting some food in my belly and like having a moment to just breathe because we had yeah. kind of woken up and like immediately gotten going. Mm. Um, and so anyway, so I was able, you know, I kind of excused myself. I found a place. Yeah. Again, I'm in a, a new city, so I didn't know like exactly where to go, but we found a place. I took a moment. Um, and then, you know, we met up with everybody, had the rest of the day, it was super fun. And like later that day, I explained to my boyfriend, I was like, FYI, like this was what was happening. And now he was, he got a little pissed at me because he thought I was just kind of being cranky and being yeah. kind of high maintenance by needing to like go get food, you know, by needing to like go off and do my thing. Yeah. Um, but when I explained to him, he was like, oh, okay, like, I get it. Like, ideally, I would have been able to tell him in the moment, but I yeah. couldn't. Like, whereas I was kind of stuck in my own, like, thing, you know? Yeah. And so, but, you know, worked out. Like, again, I knew what I needed to do to take care of myself. Word, yeah. I was able to kind of explain to him, like, this what was happening. And, you know, in the moment, he was, like, perfectly patient with me. But mm-hmm. I could tell he was getting a little bit frustrated, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. that's just kind of it is what it is, you know? But for the most part, yeah, like, you just communicate that. And, um, you know, he knows he, yeah. he jokes, he, he jokingly calls me his avatar, <laughs> like a whole weird joke that we have, but cause I'm taller than him. It's like, yeah. thing. and, um, and so he'll joke and he'll, he'll like say to friends, like, I have to go, like, we have to leave cause I have to go feed my avatar, yeah. you know, or like they have to go feed my dragon. Like he jokes that he like needs yeah. to go feed me, but it's like a real thing. He knows that like, yeah. I need to like, I need yeah. to eat. I need to have something like somewhat nutritious and like get yeah. to bed at a relatively decent time and yeah you know he's a bartender so like he just lives a really different kind of lifestyle yeah, totally. than i do mm-hmm. but he knows at this point we've been together for almost two years and so like yeah he kind of knows that like when i'm like hey babe you know it's like yeah. time mm-hmm. to go and I mean, there's dinner. definitely been like moments where i've been super frustrated with alex in the realm of like trying to go find places to eat because mm-hmm. she has i mean yeah, we a have that lot too. of dietary restrictions mm-hmm. being a vegan so like there was one point where i was like I don't want to go out to eat until you can figure out yeah. what the fuck you're going to like, what do you want going yeah. out to eat look like? Yeah. You know? And it was frustrating for me because I just wanted her to have what she needed. Cause I'll eat yep. pretty much anything. Yep. And I feel guilty making people go to yeah. a more plant-based restaurant because I'm like, that's maybe not what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. But then again, I'm always going yeah. to not plant-based right. restaurants. Yeah. So I like, I, sometimes. so it got to the point where I was like, for a, the shorter period of time, I was like, you are going to dictate where we're going to eat. I'm tired of you like trying to sacrifice for yeah. everyone else. And then you come home and you get really upset. Like, I'm done with this. Like, make yourself happy. You. Yeah. No, I know. No, I know you weren't <laughs> no, upset yeah. at me. But yeah. it was, it was, like, it made oh, me upset because it ruined, it like ruined yeah. going out to yeah. eat for a while. Yeah. But um, it's cool that he like kind of yeah i mean we that have that battle like, too yeah though. for sure and he generally is he's the same as you he's like i'll eat anything you decide where we're gonna go 100 and isn't that like every couple's like battle is like you decide no you decide like yeah. nobody wants to He'll decide say this thing like i want to go wherever you want to go but more yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to do what That's you want to do but, but more <laughs> but yeah. the the problem here is that my boyfriend won't go to like a vegan restaurant <laughs> uh. so like i tricked him into going to one once like he didn't realize you know he was like gonna order like the pastrami or reuben sandwich and i was like yeah. i almost let him and then i was like that's not real just FYI. And he was take like, him oh, to butcher's it. daughter dude that's i had their room literally the place i'm talking about delicious. that's literally the restaurant i'm talking so about good. and uh he was like 
never again. Oh, no. But Come on, cause, dude. Cause get he, on board. Come is, on, man. We'll get him on here. I'll set him straight. No. Oh, <laughs> I would love to see you try. The thing is, he will easily eat like a vegetarian meal. Yeah. But like, as long as it's not like his only option, kind of, you know, oh. it's like he almost needs to be tricked into it. He's got to be. But like. He's got to make the decision. But at that, at the same time, he still wants me to like pick the restaurant. Um, but he won't like go to like all yeah. the places. So we we're constantly looking for places that have have like, the in between. I call them the in betweens. Yeah, yeah, something for yeah. both of Butcher's us. Butcher's daughter is like mm-hmm. an in between because they have eggs. No meat, but yeah, they yeah. have eggs yeah. and dairy and cheese. Yeah. So yeah. Speaking exactly. of speaking of your boyfriend, who I said I was going to set straight, which probably won't happen. Yeah. But I'm wearing his T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, that he. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, what is a character trait of his that you wish you could take on for oh, yourself? Yeah. yeah this, I didn't too much um he is it's funny because you know i don't know like i love i love his character traits so much but i but i don't know that i like necessarily want to take them on because it's sure. just like not me but like something mm-hmm. that or something that he does that you admire oh, and yeah. try to be I more mean, like there's so much there's so much about him that i admire and i don't know if he knows that but Aww. um so sweet hey babe uh, but he is somebody who he is just such a people person. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I don't know what that's like. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, like, again, I admire that, but I'm a little bit more of an introvert. So sure. I don't necessarily know that I like want to take that on. It would really change who I am as a person, but he is just, he's a bartender. He runs bars and he's mm-hmm. been in that business for a really long time. Um, and so he just like knows everybody. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. we can't go anywhere without him like running into people. And he's just like, he's kind of a schmoozer, but not in like a, like a sleazy way. He's just like, he's just so charming and he's hilarious and like, you can't not love him. Like it's weird if somebody like doesn't like him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's such a powerful, quality yeah. you know that he has that he can really connect with people in that way and yeah. i feel the same way about him he's like we've been together for almost two years and he still has like quote-unquote best friends that i've like never met or heard of and i'm like <laughs> who are like come on i'm like you, you can't be like you're like i've never heard of this person how are they your best friend? he's like yeah. he has a lot of best friends you know yeah, that's how nathan just, is nathan has just, a lot of best yeah friends. <laughs> i mean he's just like really really tight with a lot of people and yeah. he's you know what he says all the time is ride or die like his loyalty Mm-hmm. is like so strong to a fault you yeah. know he's just so like he's in with you you yeah. know right away and um <laughs> i yelled at someone the other day that yelled at her even though she was in the wrong <laughs> no yeah we were, riding, we were riding city bikes and i i guess was too far into the the street as this guy would like and i didn't think i was that far in you but, totally were but then he Corey, like yelled at him and we kept riding and i was like I don't. I wasn't that far in the lane, and Corey goes, "Yeah, you gotta work." work. And I was like, "Wait, you yelled at him, even though you thought I was wrong." Yeah, Yeah, wife. Yeah, good. Good on you. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Totally. I've always been that. I mean, I'm like, but you were kind of wrong there, just to yeah. let you know. For the record. Yeah, for the record. Yeah. But that's cool. I like that ride or die mentality, yeah. especially yeah. with the people around you, and yeah. like. You know, he probably invests a lot in other people's relationships, totally. like in his relationships yeah. with people. You know, and that's super important. Like investing in friendships that are worthwhile to you you know yeah um also restaurant people are super tight yeah Yeah. i mean family super tight total family and and you know to their credit too the whole group of people 
immediately, you know, upon starting to date him, yeah. I was part of the family. I, they welcomed me in and, yeah. and, you know, continue to, to welcome yeah. me in. Like, I mean, obviously really different. I'm a mm-hmm. yoga teacher hanging out with a bunch of bartenders, you yeah. know, we go on vacation together and I'm <laughs> like, Oh God, oh God. Like, no wonder you're at a can't bar at keep up, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean the, the whole, the whole team is like just incredible yeah. and, and amazing. That's awesome. So we have we have three more segments. Okay. Uh, and I know you're on we're on a time crunch yeah. here. We forgot to do Wednesday wisdom at the beginning. So yeah. let's just flow through um Wednesday a, a quick, quick little Wednesday I wisdom. will start because um it's short and sweet. So I'm reading this book. It's right here. Um it's, it's called that. Girl Boss by Sophia Amorosa. And she started the company Nasty Girl. Mm-hmm. And um it it's Spoiler alert, I think her company went under. <laughs> I think you told me about this before, yeah. But she also has a really great podcast where she really only um, interviews like female powerhouses. But her book is really inspirational and she talks about how she literally came from nothing. She dropped out of high school. She started selling clothes, vintage clothes she found on eBay. Um, and she gives a lot of great like business advice and I highly recommend it. Whether you work for yourself or not, it's just a fun yeah. inspirational read cool. cool yeah i'm gonna second that i'm reading uh 12 rules for life by jordan peterson okay. who is a very controversial person for some people on the far left but he's got a lot of really like great just like stand up straight with your shoulders back type mm-hmm. information and i'm like really <clears throat> gathering a lot out of it one of the things that he says in there is when people are living on the base level of survival like if you if you can barely have enough money to pay rent and barely enough money to eat food there's only a limited time that you can live at that without something like really bad happening. So, you know, his whole thing is like, you have to live your life on the borderline of like, okay, yes, you're comfortable enough, but Mm -hmm. what are you doing to kind of get yourself Mm -hmm. pushed? And if you can live your life, like in the middle of that line, Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know. It's just like really great advice. So 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. Uh, yeah. Read it. It's cool. <laughs> a great book. Great. Um, I'm, I also have a book recommendation. Oh, hey, book club. <laughs> I mean, there's so many books. Oh, there's so many good books yeah. out there to read. I just want to gobble them up. But the book I'm reading now is called The Power of Habit. And mm. uh, it's so good. So I, I, Tony's I, got that next door. I yeah. meant to read it a thousand years ago. Yeah. Um, and so I want to share something really specific from it, actually. And it's just kind of the overarching theme. There's a lot of good gems in it. It is worth reading the whole thing. Um, but you know, it's all about habit, how we, how to make a habit and, you know, kind of timely, right? Like new year's resolutions, they never stick, (laughs) right? It's like cliche. Mm -hmm. They never stick. And why do they not stick? Something I always say, um, is that, you know, we, we try to go too big, too fast, right? So it's like slowing that down little baby steps basically like lower your expectations for yourself yourself, right because you just let yourself down and it's like a cycle yeah totally um but from the book something that i really um am taken to is because i like structure yeah totally is this basic like formula for how to create a habit and there's he gets into a couple more parts in this but at, at the base level there's four parts of creating a habit and that's a cue um, to start with. So like mm. what's going to cue you to like do the habit. Right. Um, so it's like, it might be like waking up and you meditate first thing, yeah. right? Waking up is the cue. Um, and then, so there's a cue, the habit itself, of course. Mm-hmm. And then there's the reward. 
So like, what do you, what do you get out of this? Yeah. And so it might be like just feeling intrinsic, good, you know, like feeling yeah. the benefits of that meditation or whatever it is you're doing. It might be feeling that sense of accomplishment, or it might be that you actually are like, now I can have my coffee. Yeah. You know, yeah. it might be that you actually reward yourself. And that's something I heard somewhere else too. It's like, if we don't give ourselves consequences to like doing or not doing something, like what do we really have on the line? Yeah. So if you want to build a new habit to like, read for 20 minutes every evening then like you don't get your glass of wine until you read for 20 minutes right you know right, it's right. you know you put yeah. something on the line that like you could do without but like you want <laughs> like you crave you know yeah. it gives you that like reward that. and then kind of just overarching on all of that is like motivation like what's motivating you right. it might be the motivation like i really want that glass of wine <laughs> or it might be like like a deeper seated for motivation sure. of like you know i, I want to be knowledgeable. I want to be able to talk about the subject. You know, yeah. so I want to read for 20 minutes on this, yeah. like whatever it is, like mm -hmm. what is actually driving you. If you don't have that, like yeah. it's going to flop. Yeah. So. Power of habit. Power of habit. Weird. Yeah. Awesome. Really, really. I'll, I'll we'll put a link, link yeah, in the show notes. Awesome. All of our books. Um, uh, last two little segments. Last two little segments and then we're going to call it, uh, what was the most embarrassing <laughs> thing and who would like to start? Um, I can start that. Okay, I have one queued up and ready okay. to go. Okay. <laughs> so I was telling you guys, um, I taught a New Year's Eve yoga oh, class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a class that actually went over midnight um, for New Year's Eve. And um, I taught at a studio where like basically I had to like open the studio at like 10 o'clock that night, get set up, blah, blah, blah. And um, I have a set of keys for this studio. Mm -hmm. It was pouring rain also. Oh, yeah, it was kind of shitty. Yeah. And I have a set of keys and all day I was kind of like, make sure these are the right keys. Make sure these are the right keys. Oh, no. Show up at 10 o'clock with all my stuff. And I had the wrong fucking keys. Oh, and shit. I just was so frustrated with myself because I like so mentally was yeah. like, make sure these are the right keys like several times. And I was in my head. I was like, I'm pretty sure that I really, I really truly believe that they yeah. were. And so I show up and I can't get in. I was joking that these better be the right keys yeah. and then they were the oh. wrong and oh. i just was i just was frustrated with myself yeah was, so you know it worked out fine i went and got the right keys and but the whole yeah you know i didn't have that much time to set up people were already showing up mm -hmm. and it's raining and you're oh. like come on in you know but you're all frazzled <laughs> yeah it's just like not the way you want to start that kind of event but you know sounds like an snl sketch not, the yeah, frazzled like, yoga teacher yeah, oh, <laughs> tell me about it oh my god but yeah so that That's was my, my stupid thing oh, i did my, goodness. my uh my embarrassing and and, and funny are kind of both the same. I got into an Instagram battle <laughs> oh, God. Uh, with um, Mike Esperanza. Who... That's your most embarrassing. Well, yes, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm always giving him a hard time. She always gives me a hard time. Well, if you saw some of the, he was, we were, so it started off at the party where I was doing like, all, he was the only guy, like really one of the only people I knew at the party and I love him. Uh, so we started, I started doing like smash zooms on Instagram for like super long extended periods of time where it was just like really unflattering on his face. Uh, and it, I thought it was hysterical and a bunch of people were like, Oh my God, Mike Esperanza, like I love him. And then he started doing it back to me when I wasn't paying attention and full disclosure, I was like a little stoned. So like you could definitely see uh, it was a little embarrassing, but, um, yeah, it was like. It was hysterical and embarrassing all at the same time because I had some like really unflattering moments. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I love it. I'm sorry that I made fun of you. That's okay. I'm sure that was embarrassing for you. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, it lives. Like, I mean, he's got a lot more followers than I do. Yeah. He's like, he's a stoned yeah. ape in the corner of party, <laughs> like standing against the wall, just like, what is going on? 
Um, my most embarrassing thing is also in relationship to teaching. Um, yesterday, I I taught class, and yesterday was the first. So I had had plans of this really great on-theme class of the new year, right. whatever, and I had the idea of making my playlist all about new beginnings, like I just wanted my music to be on theme. Okay, I'm excited and where this is going to go. I didn't I didn't have time to full I'm like trying at the studio mm-hmm. like one earbud in checking people in like oh, yeah. trying to I do my playlist. Game. And my manager was there and clearly watching me not do what I should be doing and also making my playlist minutes before. I yeah. And so that was kind of like stupid or embarrassing. And then I just was in this like frazzled mindset and going in to teach I was halfway through. I'm like, this is the worst class I've oh, ever no. taught. What class was this? It was um, it was a yoga class. Was I there? No, you weren't oh. there. It was yesterday. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't listening to that part. Oh, I was. Fixing. That's okay. Um, <laughs> he's gonna get up there. Again. He's gonna yeah. Jude, please don't. Um, and at the very end, sometimes I do this thing where I'll say inhale and like hold your breath and squeeze every single muscle in your body, hold it and then just release. <laughs> and. Oh gosh, now I can't remember what I said. I said like, inhale and squeeze every single muscle muscle in your breath or something. I, I oh, said something yeah. that did not make sense at all. Sense. But I I just kept talking, and then it was one of those things where I'm talking and thinking, wait, what I, I said did not earlier say something. did not. Oh yeah. Oh, and I just felt so bad. Like I left, and it was like. Chalk it as a loss, dude. And yeah. there were two other teachers in my go. class that had never been to my class before. And I'm like, oh. they probably think I'm like the worst. Ooh, when teachers come to your <clears throat> class? Oh, I had one in my yeah. class yesterday and the yeah. pressure is on. They actually, they did say that it was a really great class. And yeah, I asked I'm them, sure like, do you have great. any feedback or anything? Like, wondering if they picked up on right. it. And she said no, she didn't. No, because weird things come out of our mouths all, all the time. The time. <laughs> yeah. Also, though, yeah. I feel like you could teach a yoga class in your sleep. You, yeah, you can. Yeah. And I, that's the thing. When you're thinking about it more, yeah. it's harder. Yeah. If you yeah. actually do, like, almost, like, go into that zone. Flow, flow yeah. states. It goes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I was embarrassed yeah. that I didn't give myself time and that yeah. I just was, like, yeah. all awesome. over the place. But. Um, if people want to find you, wait, yeah? what made you laugh the most? You oh, already did. I already Anything did that. Funny that oh yeah, gosh. sorry. This was the question I like had the most anxiety about. <laughs> oh no. It always well, is. It always is. Cause people are like, it's nothing hard funny to has remember something to specific. And then you feel like a loser when you're like, nothing funny happens in my life. <laughs> but, um, I actually texted my boyfriend was like, we laugh all the time. Yeah. Like that's what something happened? I love about our relationship. Yeah. We're cracking up all the time. But, and he was like, come on, of course, like we're laughing all the time. You could think of something. And I was like, great tell me tell then me think of something. something and we were both just drawing total blanks and the thing is any example i came up with was just so like contextually doesn't dumb make sense. Yeah, yeah it's like just I, jokes between yeah. the two of us that like it's not even worth wasting yeah. the time to tell the story because nobody else would think it was yeah. funny but we're just we're just dumb and like yeah. so sarcastic with each other we're just like constantly like ragging on each other and i love that's, that that's the fun of our relationship so that I'll counts leave it at that yeah, yeah i like that. that um if people want to find you what's the best way to yeah. get a hold of you for client work or totally. socials and now's your time to plug um, whatever you're working so on. i'm lazy wellness coach love on, the name yeah, thanks <laughs> on pretty much every platform now that said i'm not on all the platforms um but instagram is like my most active cool. social media account so you can find me there you can dm me there um I do have, you know, Facebook, you can find me under my, my name or under lazy wellness. Um, I have a group that 
doesn't do a ton, but you're welcome to, to hop in there and have some conversations there. Uh, lazy wellness. Cool. Um, and yeah, my email is just Megan at lazy which is obviously my web address. Amazing. And you have, um, a winter retreat. We have up. a winter retreat. Yeah. yeah. Us and the whole team. <laughs> so you guys had Amanda on already. Yeah. So the team is me and Alex and Amanda. Amanda's the astrologer and tower reader. Incredible woman. She's amazing. Alex is my kick-ass chef oh, and thanks. like all things nutrition, <laughs> obviously all her other knowledge, super uh, useful as well. Um, and I lead the yoga and the meditation cool. and the workshops and maybe we'll go hiking. And, and if people want more information, they should just shoot you an email. Uh, Oops, yeah, they can send me a message any way that they need to send me a message. They can go to lazywellnesscoach.com and just click on retreats cool. and find the info there. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Uh, cool. Let's wrap this up. Uh, if people want to find me, uh, I'm at Corey underscore Lauren on Instagram. Uh, you can follow my production company that sponsors this podcast at Hallelujah Creative. Uh, where can they find you, wife? You can find me in a stretch. You um, can find me St. Louis. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Dancing Ginger Alex or by my website, DancingGinger.com. And you can find our podcast on Instagram at Husband and Wife Talk. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Thank Thanks you guys. It in. So yeah. fun. We'll yeah. have another one and we'll get the boo thing on too. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. I'm stealing conversation. It's about to go down. I'm feeling your vibrations.